Charles Grace. book of Hebrews, the fifth chapter, the twelfth verse, until the fourteenth verse, Hebrews, the fifth chapter, until the fourteenth verse. If you are able to stand, let's stand just for this portion of reading of the Bible. Amen. 
out of respect for the word of God. Amen. 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 Hebrews 5, verse 12. It reads in this manner, if it is found. For when, for the time, you ought to be teachers... I am inviting you for when for the time you ought to be teachers. You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And I become such as have need of milk. And not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the weight of righteousness. For he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Amen. Shall we bow our heads, gracious Heavenly Father? We have read a portion of a scripture here. May you come and anoint the way we read and help us connect with the inspiration behind the scripture so that it can be a life imparting scripture we thank you that you are in our midst as we commit everybody to you in jesus Christ's name amen, amen. god bless you richly amen i see some visitors they are most welcome amen now just a quick For a few minutes, I want to speak on gastronomical jubilee. Amen. Gastronomical jubilee. The word gastronomy, it is the art of preparing and eating food. Amen. Uh, Gastronomy. Now we are going to speak about gastronomical jubilee. Amen. How many have seen or read somewhere where they came across this phrase that Brother Branham used many times? After a good service, he will say, we had such a great gastronomical jubilee. I believe this morning we're going to have a great gastronomical jubilee. Amen. With our spiritual stomach. Amen. Now... We get a sense that uh, around the world, every culture have their own, what they call a delicacy, something that they deem to be a favorite dish for that particular culture. You go among the Italians, they will tell you about pasta. You come uh, among the Africaners, we're telling Brother Philip that you must have missed the bourrevors. Amen. Now, every culture have their own uh, dish, are we together? Yes, and spiritually speaking, every group have got their spiritual dish. 
and this morning our spiritual dish as the bride is the message of the hour. How many believe that? That's what we are going to feast on this morning. You must eat uh, uh, the right food. Amen. Now, what is happening, um, before I get into my message, you have to be suspicious of Satan. You have to be suspicious of Satan. A lot of times, uh, uh, the reason a lot of, some of us, we are scammed or coined is because we are not suspicious. The greatest thing that a con artist would want to have, it is your fake confidence. Because he that possesses fake confidence never interrogates matters. He pretends to understand even when they don't understand. And sign for things that they don't understand. There must be a time where you say, hang on, I don't understand, you need to explain to me. So a Christian must be suspicious. Hallelujah. A Christian must be suspicious. Even, I think we message people must be even more suspicious than any group of people. If there is a coronavirus, we must suspect that, yes, it's a sickness, but what is behind the sickness? Or who is behind the sickness? Uh, Yes, it could be the devil, but who is he using? Is it a biological warfare at play? What is going on? Amen. Because we know that the nations are at war. Now, it is, it is amazing that you get among the Jewish community. The Jewish community, they've got their own way of eating. They would speak about kosher. Then you get among the Muslims, they've got their own way of eating. We are the only group that had a prophet that never told us what not to eat physically. Hallelujah. We are the only group that is allowed to eat everything as long as you have prayed for. Hallelujah. Yes, there was a prophecy that in the latter days, be careful of eggs. Then he comes in COD and says, as long as you pray over them. Are you, are you with me? Now, uh, just bear with me. I really wonder if Brother Brendan could have left a, a physical dietary list that you must not eat this and that. How many were going to adhere to that? Amen. Let's not get it there. Let's get into what is on the table. Although, although he never left behind what we must eat physically, but he has left behind what we must eat spiritually. Are you still with me? Because what's happening, you find among the Jews, they've got kosher, they've got this prescriptive diet that they need to adhere to, but you check their spiritual diet, there is a problem there. They don't recognize the Messiah. And you are feeding on the Messiah. You look at the Muslim, they don't recognize the Messiah. They avoid pork while they eat other spiritual junk. I rather enjoy my spare ribs, but spiritually be clean. Amen. Now, before I get into this, we, we must have 
There is only one phobia that we message believers must have and we are allowed to have it. They call it a foot neophobia. Foot neophobia. Foot neophobia, it's a, it's a fear of new food. Uh, hallelujah. So when you've got it, you, you want to stick with the diet that you've always known. If somebody introduces you something new, uh, you say, no, I don't eat that. Because you've got phobia for new things. So we must have a phobia for new spiritual food. We must remain with in the beginning was... And the way to us with? And the way to us? It has been our eternal diet. So any new thing that must be introduced, we must be suspicious. Amen. Are you still with me? Let me get back into what the prophet speaks about. I will speak on the natural as I migrate to the spiritual. In the message, and know with it not, the prophets of God says, paragraph 163, he says, did you, did you read this year, this month's Reader's Digest, that men and women of this day, little girls from 20 or 25 years old, is in menopause? At the age of 20, are you with me? Uh, between 20 and 25, Reader's Digest indicated that research indicated that most young women are in the menopause. That you go through the change of life in the middle age of life. According to science, between 20 and 25, it used to be around 30 and 35. In my age, in my mother's age, a woman never struck menopause till she was 40 or 45. What is it? It's true. It's through science and the food, the hybrids that's perverted the whole human body till we have become a bunch of mass of corruption. Hallelujah. Are we reading it there, folks? Amen. Amen. Now it says, well, if the physical being is corrupted, is in the brain cell in that physical being. Now, now watch the spirit following it. There will come a time in the name of the Lord that people will go completely... Are the people insane today? We see insanity, we read about insanity, we hear about insanity. Every time you check the news, it's insanity. But check there, he says because of the food that we are eating... We have come to a point where we are just nothing but a bunch of mass corruption. Then it says, watch that. Watch the spirit following that. Because the natural types, the spiritual. Now, a lot of times today, they speak about food security. Wherever you go about the scarcity of food, they say the population is booming, but food is becoming scarce. Now they have come up with a, a, a science or a discipline that must bridge a gap between a booming population and as well as food scarcity. They call it genetic engineering. And genetic engineering is how they came up with what they call GMO foods. Amen. And in our language, we call them hybrid food. It's things that do not have their origin in nature. 
uh, things that have been manipulated genetically in terms of their DNA. And uh, today they need to spray a plant and those chemicals somewhat, they make it into our system. And that is why, Han, I mean, 70 years back, as, uh, cancer used to be scarce. But today, wherever you go, people have cancer. Uh, diabetes used to be a very scarce thing then, but wherever you go now, even young ones have got diabetes. And when you check, uh, the likes of Brother Mutabi would say it's because of lifestyle disease. How you eat, how you live, lack of mobility, and all those things, you know about them. Amen. But now, in, if we've got, uh, the, the, um, I've got no discrimination whatsoever towards the Chinese, but I'm very, very suspicious of Chinese food. Amen. The other time I was in another country, they uh, said uh, there is a Chinese restaurant down the road. And uh, in my way, on my way there, I prayed very hard. Say, Lord, make a way. By God's grace, when we got there, we found that it was closed. I said, Lord, you still answer prayers. Amen. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not very fond of that. Uh, and I think you can get a sense that sicknesses that are coming out of China, uh, most of them have got to do with their diet. Are you still with me? No discrimination. There are good Chinese brethren, but uh, I'm very suspicious of their food. Amen. Are you still with me? Now, the prophet in the message, communion. Now, this morning, we are going to tell you what is our diet, what is our food, and how do we eat our food. Are you still with me? you know, maybe remove it a little bit, the quotation. The problem that, to, the reason we are sick today, uh, it has to do with partly because people are busy and partly because people are lazy. Amen. It is becoming rare to find a real home-cooked meal that remain on the stove for almost 30 minutes. Amen. We live during a fright. Everything is being fried. Amen. Getting into your zone. Amen. Yeah, everything is just being fried uh, for a few minutes, then we gulp it down. Then Brother Brenham will show you how it goes into your bloodstream and corrupt your bloodstream and later you get sick. Uh, You get sick because of what you eat. And we'll show you how spiritually, again, because of laziness, and because of we are busy, we don't have time to feed on the organic weight and we become spiritually sick. Amen. Are you still with me? Ministers used to spend time in the presence of the Lord, seeking the face of the Lord. What am I going to tell the people are connecting with God? Today they just stand, sit behind the computer and punch a weight on message table and quotation come. Then they print, then they are ready to preach. No meditation, no prayer, no reflection whatsoever because it's a fast-paced society. Preaching is not an easy job. Amen. 
I'm, I'm not talking about just speaking weights. I'm talking about feeding the church the weight is not an easy task. It, it, needs, it needs so much time. What you see on Sunday morning in terms of one hour, 30 minutes, it is a result of sleepless nights, prayer, checking this quotation, wondering, is this what you want me to tell them, Lord? So there is a lot of motions and commotion that you go through before you come before the pulpit to declare the word of God. Are you still with me? Now, in the message, are you still with me? Let's come into the message, communion. Now, the prophet of God says, now our bodies need food and drink each day. Each? Can you survive without a meal for a day? Can you survive without a meal for a day? All right. There's a dispute. Some say one meal I can survive, but you have your body. That's why they've got what they call breakfast. You break the fast over the night. It's because your body is yearning, is thirsty, and your body would want something to eat. And Brother Bram says your body lives on dead substance. Something must die for you to live. And something must die spiritually for you to live. That's it. Uh, we've got, uh, I don't know how vegetarians are going to get around this, but that is the principle of life. Amen. Amen. And even a good vegetarian must kill a plant. Amen. Now, it says, now our bodies need food and drink each day to survive our physical body. If we don't take food each day and drink, then our body weakens. There is something in us that we must have food. One day's food will not last for the next day. You've got to have food each day to strengthen your mortal being. You can live over, but you are weaker. Isn't so? That means even if you say, I can go a day without eating, but it will be a day where gradually you will become weaker because you have not eaten. Are you still with me? I hope we are together here. Now it says, and the second day you are still weaker. And the third day you are getting tremendously weak. Well, that's what many times that we do in the spiritual realm. Uh, do you hear what the prophet is saying? If you miss the meal for a day, you get weaker. If you miss it for the next day, you are weaker. If you miss it for the third day, you are now tremendously weaker. He says the problem is that that's exactly how we do spiritually. Hallelujah. We eat again physically. You find somebody say, I eat three times. But when you go and check what do they eat spiritually, they are not eating spiritually three times a day. Sometimes uh, 
there are Bibles that normally you leave in church. And I collect them, put them in my office. And I deliberately don't bring them before church and say lost and found. Then I wonder, what are they reading? Hallelujah. Or somebody say, I'm reading from the phone. That remains to be tested. It says, that's what many times that we do in the spiritual realm. You see, each day we've got to commune with Christ. Each each day we've got to commune with Christ. We've got to talk to him each day. We've got to settle it with him each day. Paul said, I die each day. Each day I live yet, I die yet I live. Not me, but Christ lives in me. So if your physical body needs food each day and drink each day to survive, your spiritual body needs spiritual food and communion with the Lord each day to survive. Are you still with me, folks? Each, each, each day, not, not Wednesdays, not Sundays, each. How many are eating only on Wednesday physically and eating only on Sunday physically? We eat daily. That means the natural taps the spiritual. For you to be healthy physically, you must eat every day. For you to be spiritually healthy, you must eat every day. Amen. Amen. Now it says, some people, it says some people don't study it at all. Some, because it says, I think I jumped to something, it says, yes, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every weight that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. My brother, if you can leave the camera stable so that others behind you can see me. Amen. Yes, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every weight that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So each day we've got to study. Believers, are you here? Each day we've got to study the Bible. Some people doesn't study it at all. Some picks it up every two or three times a year. Mm. That's the truth. But a real, real believer that's really spiritually built up, he reads his Bible. Every day. <laughs> Folks, let me say this. There is, a, there is an illusion of our time because of the explosion of social media. If somebody sends you a text in the morning of a scripture, don't think because you read a scripture, you've read to the Bible. Uh, that's not reading the Bible. It's just a quote that was passing by. Here we are referring to you meditating and being guided by your internal compass to a particular scripture, to a particular quotation. 
because yes, I know people think if you have posted a quote of Brother Brenham's WhatsApp status, it shows that you have read. Ah, it doesn't mean we appreciate them. We appreciate them, but it doesn't mean that you have read. I don't say don't put them. I rather have them than have this junk. Because sometimes you look at some believer that have put something and it's somewhat it connects you and encourages you. And uh, there is nothing that blesses me when believers talk about what they believe everywhere on every platform. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? Then it says, but a real, real believer that's really spiritually built up, he reads his Bible every day and talks to the Lord daily. That's right. He has to. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every weight that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, another thing we take food for is to build up our body to resist diseases. So, food is not just to fill up the stomach. It's there to make you resistant to infections and diseases. So if there are physical sicknesses, there are spiritual sicknesses. Are you still with me? Now, if you then take food and let your body get weak, then it's subject to diseases. Diseases will break right into the bloodstream. And here you are gone because life is in the blood. If your blood isn't rich and pure, well then, disease will go right into your bloodstream. So you've got to eat good, nourishing food to keep your bloodstream right. If you don't, you are allergic to diseases. That's what's the matter with a lot of Christians. Are you here, people? Let me carry on. There's somewhere where I'm going. Paragraph 102, the same message, 102. He says, there was a certain minister said today, I heard him say that on a broadcast, he said that when he came into the country, he had a great sinus trouble. And they were talking of an operation. And they said that they were going to do this and that and cut him and operate and take part of the sinus glands out which would sink his face in, and so forth like that. He said he had taken pills by the barrel. Looked like there were so many pills that he had to take. But when he came to a good Christian doctor, the doctor said, let's forget the pills. Let's forget the operation. Let's build up the body so that it can resist sinusitis. Uh, are you with me, folks? Amen. This is good stuff. Amen. Then he says, what's the matter that people don't live as long as they used to? Yeah. Folks, there is death and there is premature death. Yeah. And what we have seen, the escalation of the death rate, it is not natural. It is premature. Are you with me? What's the matter that people don't live as long as they used to? We have to take a shot for this and a shot for that. 
spraying ourselves over with all kinds of medicine. What does it do? It gets us a soft, fat, flabby, no good. And when the man long ago, why? We are allergic to everything now. There is getting everything. That's what he's talking about. Are you still with me? Yeah. Do you get what the prophet is saying here? Yeah. So that means, that means, if you, if you don't eat, and I'm, I'm on the natural here, if you don't eat good food naturally, you're going to be sick and you're going to have to get a lot of medication. But if you eat good food and you build up your system, your system is designed to resist infections. Yes. Folks, Brother Branham says, when he speaks even medically, your, your, your body has got what we call anti-antibodies. Anti, is it antibodies? Help me. Is it? All right, even the doctors Google, they are here. Antibodies. They call them the soldiers of the body. Now, what is happening there when in your body, if there is an infection in a certain area in your body, then those soldiers rally around and they go where the infection is to fight that infection. Are you still with me? Brother Ram speaks about it. And we are the soldiers. If there is an infection on one part of the body, we have to rally the soldiers right there to fight the infection. Can somebody say amen to that? So sometimes when when you think we are harsh, we are not harsh. We are fighting the infection. So that the organ may come and operate optimally. Oh, we thank God. Your body, your body was designed by God is the great physician. Your body by its own can heal itself. Let's take it further here. Science says when a mother is pregnant and for some reason if she could have an organ in the body and that organ for somewhat maybe it gets infected or it gets damaged. They say the footers will release the stem cells and they will forward those stem cells to that organ that is sick to heal that area. That means a body heals a body. Now, Brother Branham comes. He says this morning while you are in church, he says your spiritual body is sitting next to you. Oh, brother. He says sometimes you feel good. He says what is happening? It's your spiritual body. is rubbing itself against your terrestrial body. He says your body, spiritual body is there to heal your natural body. Do you see the natural types of spiritual? Do you need a healing? Reconnect with your theophany. Fellowship with your theophany. Be in touch with your theophany. Your theophany will fight spiritual infections. Are you still with me? Now in the power of decision, paragraph 5-0, he says, now they went and got, remember when Egypt, when they left Egypt, and they are on their way to the promised land. 
There's what happened on the journey. I call it the battle of the dice. God opens the heaven to give them the angels food. But they still wanted the Egyptian garlics. Are you still with me? They are on the journey. Heaven is open. Now manna has been rained from heaven fresh. The angels' food became human's food. Now, instead of enjoying the luxury, then they say, look, where we come from, there are garlics and there are cucumbers in Egypt. But here's the danger. The cucumbers and the garlics in Egypt, they, were, they had grapes. You ate them and they led you to the grave. But this angel's food even made them their clothes never to be worn out. And Brother Abraham comes and says, the, spirit, he says the, 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 the journey of the church or the journey of the Israelite types the journey of the church. And here we are. We came out of Egypt. Seven angels were lowered from eternity with a book that became our food. The angels' food became our food. Now we are eating angels' food. Oh, brother, what is on the diet this morning? The revelation of the seven of the Son of Man. What is on the diet this morning? Christ is the mystery of God revealed. What is on the diet this morning? Who is this Melchizedek? What is on the diet? Rapture. What is on the diet? The unfailing for Hallelujah. There is more. There is a buffet that came from eternity. Here is a danger as it was, so shall it be. Yes. While we are enjoying angels' food, others are saying, Look, when we were in Pentecost, this is how come on, we are not interested in those food. I say, We are not interested in the food of the previous age, we've got the diet of the hour. Seven angels came out of eternity and promised they lowered themselves and gave him the book and he took the book and he gave it to the bride. And there was a spoken way. Take the book, eat the book and become the book. You become what you eat. Can somebody say amen to that? Now, he says, they went and got some manner of the, got some of this manner. You know, David, excuse me, he says, David must have tasted a little of that. Amen. Amen. Sorry. At least I ran out of my voice. Amen. They went and got some of this manna. You know, David must have tasted a little of that. Did you ever taste any of did you ever taste any of this spiritual manna? <laughs> Folks, have you ever been very hungry? Very hungry. And you didn't know where you were going to get a very good, and you thought, maybe I could 
I could buy a pie, but you say, hey, pie will not make it. <laughs> the appetite is so rich and healthy, it needs something very sound. And all of a sudden, maybe a brother from nowhere, he sees you, picks you and says, brother, actually I was on my way to lunch. And he takes you into a restaurant and he orders a very, 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 very juicy steak. You're going to really enjoy. Even your conversations will be very positive. Because the stomach is getting the right kind of food. If it happens naturally, have you ever been spiritually hungry? And you will listen maybe to a motivational talk, but you say, this is like pie, don't make it. Then you come to a place where they preach really sound gospel. And right there, something in you moves. That's what we call gastronomical jubilee. Uh, Come on, folks. I have those that are married. I know those that are fortunate, their mothers have cooked for them. If you really, there are foods that you eat. And after you've eaten, you don't want anything after. You, you, you just want to enjoy the aftertaste. Amen. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? Amen. <laughs> Have you ever been in church and had to the wait? And after, you didn't want anything. You were enjoying the aftertaste. You are having a gastronomical jubilee. Amen. Are you still with me? He says, they went and got some of this manna. You know, David must have tasted a little of that. Did you ever taste any of this spiritual manna? I've seen people get so much of it till they lick their lips. I have, the prophet said, I have. <laughs> Brother, I have just a real gastronomical jubilee. Spiritually speaking, oh man, it fills you out. You know when you get real weak and get a great big square meal, how good you feel. You know, a fellow will go to a doctor and say, doctor, I'm sick, I'm weak. And say, what's the matter? Don't know. He asks him a little physical thing. Well, says, that's all right. When did you last eat? I ate half a cracker day before yesterday. Brother, you are just hungry. <laughs> are you with me, folks? You come, you are down, you feel under the weather, and you say, I'm sick. Sometimes you are not sick, you are spiritually hungry. You need a big square spiritual meal. Where you end up after you've eaten, you lick your lips. <laughs> Amen. I hope we are together here. Now, bring the message, spiritual amnesia. 115, that's the paragraph. It says, I don't believe God promised to do these things in the last days. You say, then you have listened to a creed 
or some doctrine instead of the Bible. You have spiritual amnesia. You don't know where, where do you belong then. You're confessing a Christian and denying the weight. Brings you right back to spiritual amnesia again. See, don't know where you stand. You got spiritual amnesia. You can't identify yourself with the scriptures. You have to be with the disciples. You have to be with all the scriptures. With the church when it's commissioned. But now when the church was commissioned, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. These signs shall follow them that believe. That was her commission. That was the commission. But they've gotten a bad case of spiritual amnesia. Just like Eve got on her around through the garden one day. Now she is like Israel suffering from this same disease. An allergy from a seminary diet that will give you spiritual amnesia. I don't know how many remember the time when we ate a seminary diet and it gave us an allergy. Allergies where you develop rush all over the body and you go to the doctor and the doctor say, have you eaten something that you shouldn't have eaten because this is an allergy. And if there is a physical allergy, there is a spiritual allergy. A lot of people got what they eat physically, but they are careless with what they eat spiritually. Folks, if you get into a restaurant, and I've mentioned it many a time, and you are easy eating, eating, and you come across an object that is not eatable in your meal, you're going to really, really cause a scene. You will want to speak to a manager. You will want to take a customer line, a toll number, and call and complain. We see it over social media. But the very person that will go into Woolies and complain about what they ate from Woolies, that was not eatable. That person on Sunday, they've got their Bible, they'll go somewhere where they are fed a poison. Uh, are you still with me? Being careful physically, but being careless spiritually. I hope you get what I mean. Now, the prophet in the message, the water of separation. Paragraph 2-0. Folks, I cannot overemphasize this enough. You are what you eat. You are what you? Yes. Paragraph 2-0. He says, I just learned from some medical research the other day what, re- what leprosy cost from. He says, the wrong diet. Now, leprosy, when you check it, biblically, it symbolizes sin. Whenever you find sin, it means that there has been a wrong a wrong? And today, I'll get into that. He says that's what causes sin, is the spiritual diet. It causes eating, it causes a leprosy, it causes a, an eating leprosy that only God can cure, God alone can cure. So he tells you that when you find, and, and folks, we are in a battle. 
How many agree? Satan, you know, that's why I say when you are a believer, you must be suspicious. I was sharing with others yesterday, and I say there's just a thought that was dominating my mind, that things are not what they seem to be. So that means you cannot judge things on the surface. And I looked and I said, you look at it, in America, you look at Barack Obama. Barack Obama comes across as the most intelligent president that America has ever had. His oratory skills are unmatched. His morality, the guy ticks all the boxes. He's a family man, raising two lovely daughters. Absolutely, he, he looks like a model man. Physic- that's morally. But spiritually, is the most filthy, filthiest president that America has ever had. I know because you are black, some of you, you are having a problem. Let me say it and sometimes will come looking like your skin. That's why I have no, I put no value to color. He can come as a white man, he can come as an Indian, he can come as a black man, but I will recognize him when he comes. Are you still with me? Now, this man, morally I've told you what he has done. Let's look spiritually. He's the one man that advanced the homosexual rights more than any other president. The first one to sign and say it is authorized. Same-sex marriages are authorized. Are you still with me here? Now, here is Donald Trump. Oh, goodness, a buffoon. The man is uncultured as uncultured as it can be. He says his mind with no tact. The wife that is married, she was the cover girl of Play magazine, Playboy magazine, a pornographic magazine. The man, from a family point of view, you can't desire to have such a man. Foul-speaking man. But this Donald Trump, Morally, you is damaged. But let's check him on the spiritual side. The very first president that did not mince his way. Jerusalem is the headquarters of Israel. Oh, he is a racist. Are you still with me? But I'm coming spiritually now. Oh, brother. He comes and says, the first thing that he did when he got into the White House, he removed homosexuality on the agenda and reintroduced the Bible as a mainstream. In, in America, there's what they call the Bible Belt. States that are supporting him based on the biblical principles. So, can you see, things are not as they seem. You can say somebody is good, but the scripture can say they are bad. And somebody can look bad, but the scripture can say, that's my man. Come on, don't pretend like you don't know what I'm talking about. David was an evil man. Uh, David would have never worshipped with such a man. Take another brother's wife. And after he has done it, he even planned to kill the brother and killed the brother. We can worship with such a man. But God says, David, a man after my own heart. Things are not as they seem. 
Are you still with me? Yes. The prophet said, in the message, the invisible union of the bride. Paragraph 306, or 360. The prophet says, I, Lord, I am thankful. I am very thankful. Thanksgiving to you. Amen. Excuse me. Amen. Amen. You still love the Lord? He says, Lord, I'm thankful. I'm very thankful. Thanksgiving to you, Lord. Not for natural food, yet that. But Lord, the end time is here. I am thankful for the spiritual food. Lord, the spiritual food of the seven seals was promised to be opened. Brother Bram calls the revelation of the seven seals. He says, that's the spiritual food in due season. Folks, Brother Bram, let me say this. What, What season are we in? What... Is it winter? Are we getting into winter? We think it's winter all the year. Amen. Which 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 fruit which fruit is off season now? Or mango? Is there any any of you that ever craved for mango? Now, are you craving for mango, or is it because we are coming from December? You are still craving. Can you crave for mango in, in winter? What happens to your craving? It changes. What do you crave in winter? Orange. What's happening is because the orange is the, is the food in due season. And when there is a food in due season, there's got to be a craving for that specific food that is due in that season. Are you still with me? Yeah. What season are we? We are in the end time. Yeah. And what should be our cravings now? Yeah. For, folks, we cannot... Brother says this message could not have been preached during Noah's message. Yeah. This message could have not been preached during Paul's message. It had to be preached in our time. Yeah. Why in our time? It's because this is the spiritual food in due season. Yeah. That is why in your old denomination you gave them a hierarchy. Because while you were there, you had a specific cravings. Things were happening and you became uncomfortable and say, but why is this happening? Why are we doing things this way? Until they said you ask too much. And some of you, they even kick you out of church and say you are always asking difficult questions. It's because you are craving for something. And I'm saying what we have been craving for, we got it now. Seven angels brought it our way. And folks, once you have a craving, I don't know how many sisters are you here? Pregnancy cravings make you have sleepless nights. Is it only one sister that it happened to? I say pregnancy cravings, they make you have sleepless nights. Sister Zoe had a craving for a rabbit. 
And guess what? It was found. And a craving. A husband had to make sure that craving is fulfilled. Are you still with me? If you've got a craving for a spiritual food, your husband Christ must make sure that that craving it is fulfilled. Amen. Bring this message spiritual food in due season. Paragraph 131. Then it says, you say, why is it that, this, that the message don't go out in these great bleak places, these big cruises, like amongst the denominations? Let me pause here. Most people think that if the message could be put on television, we can make the whole nation to be message believers. You know that there are people that believe like so. It's not like that. Then he answers you. He says, why is it that the message don't go out in these great big places, these big cruises, like among the denominations? Brother Branham says, it's not there. It's not there. It's not the church so-called food is the bright food. It's spiritual food in season. It would make them sick at their stomach. (laughs) Hallelujah. Many years back I was in India and I remember we we looked for a familiar place where we could have we could have food and we saw the KFC and walked into the KFC and we just ordered the barrel. Then when we took it and ate it, goodness, there was more taste of chili than the taste of Kentucky. <laughs> but while we're there, we see the people, the natives there, they are just enjoying it. And we are struggling, we couldn't even finish it. But I realized that it's because we were not made for the food. But the people of the place, they could enjoy the food. I don't know whether you're together. This message is not for everyone. Are you still with me? But you, you can come and enjoy the message. And there are times that they come and they hear a portion of the message. And they rejoice and say, guys, in your church they preach. And when they, the more they come, then at some point in time, while they eat, there's a certain ingredient in the food. And when they eat, it causes their stomach trouble. And they say, how can you eat such? No, sir, it is part of the meal. I hope we are together here. Amen. He says it's not their food. It's not the church called food. It's the bride food. It's spiritual food in season. It would make them sick at their stomach. It's too rich for them. (laughs) You can't do it. But for the children, it's bread. It's life. It's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Look at William Brenham. He comes with this menu in the end time. And as he's coming, he's struggling 
because he's being sponsored by Pentecostals. He wants the Pentecostals to understand the message. He's trying to make them understand and he's struggling, but God is watching him and say, it is the right food, but the wrong audience. Until some of them told him, if you continue with this doctrine, you will preach to the four walls of the church. But they did not know what was too rich and giving them stomach trouble. There were people craving for that. And where are those people? Here are those people. Until God gave him a vision. And in the vision, he's busy with a shoelace. He's trying to fit it into a shoe hole. Then the shoelace is bigger than the hole. He's struggling. And God says, that's what you are trying to do. You are trying to give this, the Pentecostal babies this supernatural food. They will never eat that. But brother, he came to the right people. And those right people, it's us. Amen. Amen. Now in the message as the eagle stareth her nest, paragraph five six. He says an experience. God wants His church to be experienced with trusting Him and taking His weight. They are. They are. You gotta know who you are. Hallelujah. They are eagles. And if they are eagles, they will eat. Uh, Brother, I hope we are together here. Now, an eagle cannot eat a chicken's food. Are you still with me, folks? An eagle cannot eat. The problem is not that the eagle. And the, and the chicken are not bathed. Both are bathed. And both they can speak about, certain, they can relate on a certain level. They both have, they've got all feathers and so forth. But the problem will come when they are supposed to eat. Because where the chicken is going to think that I'm really enjoying myself. Because even chicken, when you observe them, you don't know what they are doing. They scratch on the ground and they pick up something. You don't know what they are picking up. So the eagle will struggle and say, but why are we scratching the ground? Because an eagle will eat what it sees. If it cannot see it, it cannot eat it. But an eagle has got to scratch and look for it and feel it and gobble it. But not an eagle. An eagle as well, Brother Brenham has told us, it eats a fresh meat. An eagle is a hunter. It will not eat, oh brother, it will not find something that was hit by a car and have a gastronomical jubilee. That's not an eagle. My uncle made us laugh for the other time. We were driving and we saw, as we were driving, we were just relaxed in the car and we drove and all of a sudden we, we could hear him applying the brakes and now the car had to come to a stall and we say, what is happening? He says, no, I hit a wild animal. Now we went back there to check the wild animal. We picked it up. There was no blood. Uncle said, he hit it. We took it home and when he got there, he was raving to everybody, we've got a wild animal. 
We couldn't see where the car was damaged. We couldn't see the blood. The animal was dead. Now, later when they wanted to cook it, then they could see some worms. Then the worms gave us an opportunity for us to come clean and say, we think the animal was not killed by him, but we think we found a dead animal. But he just wanted to be a hero about it. An eagle will not behave like that. An eagle wants to see the blood. Somebody spiritual knows what I'm saying. There must be the blood next to what the eagle is feeding on. That is why there was the shedding of the blood to produce our food. Did somebody get where we are going? If it is without the blood, it's not fresh. It was hit by another guy in the morning. Hey, Uncle Slay, they love being heroes. <laughs> Amen. I hope you have such angles as well. If they are eagles, if they are eagles, they will eat eagle food. Now, an eagle cannot eat a chicken's food, but a chicken can eat eagle's food. You see, it says, you see, the hypocrite. That is why the greatest challenge that William Branham has ever had was from the chickens telling him that we can eat what you are giving us but you must, in your diet, can you take out this and that so that the food become eatable. They were fine with the first pull. They were fine with the second pull. But when he went for the third pull, it gave them a stomach trouble. And they say, there, we cannot go. We want your miracles. We want your prophecies. But this, we cannot eat it. Then God had to say, no, there are eagles that will eat it as as it is. They would not want to change it. And we are those eagles. Amen. In the message, Shepherd of the Sheepfold, paragraph 36. It says, that's the way the human race is. We are absolutely, totally helpless without the shepherd of the fold. How many agree with that? We are absolutely, totally helpless without the shepherd of the fold. We can't find our way back. We tried to educate our way back. We have tried to reform our way back, but we will never be able. Education will never do it. Reformation will never do it. We are not reformers. The police out here are reformers. We are preachers of the gospel. Not to try to put people on penalty or crawl on your knees and so forth, but to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, a deliverance to the people. That's what shepherds are supposed to do, to feed the sheep. You know, he said to Peter, do you love me, Peter, more than this? He said, yes, feed my sheep. Now, he never said to drive my sheep. 
He never said kick my feet, my sheep. A preacher that has got nothing to feed the people with, he kicks them. Can't feed them. He's got to scold them. Feed my sheep. Now he never said drive my sheep. He never said kick my sheep. He said feed my sheep. That's what the sheep needs. It's some sheep food. Don't you think so? You know, the be- you know the best sheep food I know of for you sick sheep and all kinds of sheep, here it is. In this great big bread basket of God, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every way that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's what the Holy Spirit lives on. That's in you lives on the word of God. That connection of shepherd and sheep. Can a sheep eat the steak? It needs grass. Because that's the sheep food. Are you still with me? You eat according to your nature. In the message, Thirsting for Life. Paragraph 1-3. Now it says... I wish to read just some now from the Bible. I just love the reading of the way. How many love the reading of the way? Yeah. Folks, they ask Brother Bram, say, how can I love the Lord even more? He says, read the weight daily. Yes. Now, let me put it this way. A lot of times people think that when we say read the weight daily, maybe you've got to sit with a spoken weight and start it and finish it at that hour. We don't refer it like that. Sometimes just take one week and just have a book in your back that whenever you've got time, you go there and read and really read and understand what you are reading and mark what you are reading. Then after a while, you go back to the same book, even if it takes you a week. But as long as you keep on doing that, you are feeding are you, are you still with me? Yeah. This, I'm not referring when you receive a quotation or when you, somebody speaks about it. I'm referring you searching yeah. the message. Yeah. Reading the message. And when you read, don't start only where Brother Brown has read the scripture. There are times when he says some profound things before he reads the scripture. Yeah. So start right from page one yeah. and paragraph one and go through it as you read. The more you read, you'll begin to feel more spiritually healthy. And furthermore, when you are with other believers, you will have something to share. Because a lot of times we don't share because we've got nothing to share. But when you've got something to share, you are able to encourage somebody. You are able to give somebody words of encouragement. That's why I say, let us read. How many agree with that? Even the Bible. A Bible that is forever new is very suspicious. You see how the brothers shaded today? That's what the Bible you expect. Green highlighter. Red highlighter. Yellow highlighter. It shows that this person is... Somebody says, a torn apart Bible shows a life that is on track. 
And a Bible that is intact may show that the life is not intact because it's not. If you read, you you're gonna you really your Bible is gonna show. And how many times must you how you must read when daily? I hope we are together. Now it says, I wish to read just, he says, I just love the reading of the word. You know, the Holy Spirit feeds on the word. This, we cannot emphasize. If you want to show or to know the spirit that is in you, check what you are feeding on. If it is a last spirit, it will go for pornographic material. Are you with me? But when it is the Holy Spirit in you, there are times if the Holy Spirit wants to feed, the Holy Spirit can nudge you until you have a sleepless night that you just want to find out where is that quotation. It is not you looking for the quotation. It is the Holy Spirit in you wanting to feed on that quotation. And let me say this, even for us ministers, most ministers are very malnourished. Because they read to preach. They don't read for consumption. There are times when you read to preach, but there must be a time where you read and say, Lord, here you are talking to me. Are you still with me? Then you'll be a very effective minister. Now it says, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every weight that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And if you take, and if you just take it each day, not just as a routine, but just to, oh, I would say, to make it that your heart craves for it. To just sit down each day and read so much out of the Bible, you would be surprised what it will do to your spiritual growth. Folks, if somebody, a lot of times, I've I've never been a smoker in my life. The first time I tried to smoke, as a young boy, the man, the boy that was teaching me to smoke, I think was inspired by God, because he said I must inhale the smoke, and after he said I must, while the smoke is inside, I must inhale further, it almost killed me. And from that time, I never wanted to see a cigarette. But, but here is something. When they first introduce you to a cigarette, the first smoke is not pleasant. Then they will introduce you to the another one and another one. The more it becomes routine, then addiction kicks in. The very thing, there is no one that has ever drunk beer from the very first day and enjoyed it. The moment you sip it, it will change your face. But for you to keep on going for it, that means the addiction must kick in. And when the addiction is there, you no longer even feel, uh, taste that it is bitter. It is always difficult to start. But once you start and it becomes a habit, then even if you don't like it, you have to do it. And if it works like that in the spirit, in the natural, it must work so in the spiritual. Yes, the first time you read the Bible is difficult. Yes, 
The second day is difficult. You are asleep and so forth. But the more you do it, there comes a time and say, I cannot go to obey because I have not read the Bible. It is now a habit. Anything. That is why I think it's Aristotle. He says, Excellency is a habit. You have to do it the first time. As a doctor, you were not experienced the first time. But the more you see patient, the more you interact, then you are able to even to know certain things. That is what we expect. I realized, I, I told my wife, I said, certain things that we preach, because we're talking about how you prepare a message. I said, some of the things that we preach is things that we have read even in tw- 1920. Oh, no, not 1920. 2001. Hallelujah. Yeah. 2001. Now we have read it in 2001. Now it's 2020. Yes. But it, it has never left you. Yes. And while you are meditating, that quotation comes to your mind. Because why? It was a habit. I say, we are at a point now. We know the whole message. Yeah. Folks, I don't know how many are readers in the church. The more you read books, you come a point where you can take I, I, I used to read almost three books a week because why? I came to a point where if I read a book, I found out that this author has taken material from the other author and I have read it now you are on the material that you know you have already gone through it from the other author then you know this author you jump to a reader that reads, normally read faster but if you have never read one book, it's going to be difficult. But if you have read a spoken word, in that spoken word, you know that he spoke about this in that other spoken word. Then you read another one and say, that's what I read last week. Then the not law, the whole message is within you. Sometimes you say something, you don't have a quotation, and you say, but where is the quotation? Why did I say? But later on, you say, what I said without a quotation, it is a quotation. You were not aware because you what? You will become what you eat. I hope somebody can get what I mean. Amen. And if you don't read, it's easy to pick up a person that doesn't read. Stay with them. And just speak to them. And sometimes you, you have to test. You just speak about the latest cell phone. And they get animated. So, oh, this is what it can do. This is what it can do. After a while you say, oh, we really thank God. You know I was reading in the cells. If they look bored, it tells you they are just feeding on technology. They are not feeding on the way. A person that feeds on the weight, even when you speak to them about a natural thing, it will evolve and be spiritual. But a person that doesn't read, even if you start with spiritual, it will just become carnal. Did you hear me, folks? Brothers that read, they can start talking about politics, Obama, but it will always take a spiritual shape. I hope we are together. He says, when you do that each day, you would be surprised what it will do to your spiritual growth. It will certainly 
Maybe let me give a testimony. When we came into the message, we're coming from a Pentecostal site. And a sister that came, you know, there are people that when they testify, they don't tell you how great this is. They tell you what this does not allow. They won't tell about how angels came, miracles. They'll just tell you, Brother Bram says we must not do it like that. Now, this sister came to our house and said, and spoke to my mother about television, that Brother Branham says television, this and that. Then after she left, my mother said, hey, they say, now there is another thing. They say there is a problem with television. Then I say, okay. I remember I was not very impressed. I said, television is good because it keeps me in the house. Now, if they want to say television is good, not good, what do they mean? The same week where it was a dispute, we used to have an outside antenna. You remember? It was struck by lightning. Then the TV was damaged. Then in my heart, I said, hey, maybe that sister what she said. <laughs> because this is an act of God. Why is it happening the same week? Now, I'm, I'm not saying you can, it depends what you use it for. Yes. However, during that time, us we would watch it in the morning until 12 o'clock at midnight. Watch everything that comes on it. You had no, during that time, there was no this preference that I can only watch nature, nothing. You just watch the whole thing. Now, the, that time when that television was damaged, I had nothing to do. Now, the only thing that I could do was to read the spoken words. I read the first one, the second one. I finished those that I had. Now, the next thing, I realized that even the church could not supply my cravings. Then I wrote to Voice of God recording in Cape Town. That's how I became friends with Brother Theo Erasmus. Then he would send me material. Then I, would, I couldn't wait to get to the post office to collect my package. I remember it used to be wrapped in a brown package. You'll find 20 spoken with. That night, I'll make sure that I finish five of them. Yes. The more I did that, my appetite for the things of the world dropped. Yeah. I'm not imposing anything to you. I'm just telling you what worked for me. And if it worked for me, it can work for you. Yeah. The more you feed on the word of God, there are certain things that are going to drop. Brother, bring the last quotation. It's our part, our part in short. Paragraph 269. He says, The angel was not the son of man. This is, the angel was, was the messenger. Isn't so? The angel was not the son of man. He was the messenger from the Son of Man. The Son of Man is? The Son of Man is? Don't be sleepy, folks. The Son of Man is? He is the one that you are feeding on. You are not? You are not feeding on a man. Oh, brother, 
We, you are not feeding on a man. A man, his weight will fail. But you are feeding on the unfailing weight body of the son of man. And in your COD, Brother Ruth says, when you come to church, and he says, the more you feed on the weight, he says, that weight builds a body within you. And it says the day will come where your body that is being built by the way, this terrestrial body will not be able to contain it. It will have to show who you are. Ah, brethren, let's feed on the word of God. We are the eagles. Let's feed on the fresh manna. Brother Brenham saw a vision. And in the vision, he thought he he was in some store in America. He says, when I was there, I saw, he says, the preachers, vegetables. He says, they were big size. And I was busy picking them. He says, I thought I was in the store. Then when I looked further, I realized it was my tabernacle. Then he says, the voice said, store up the food. What was, brethren, it was not a, a very tired cabbage. It was fresh. Fresh vegetables. Better than woolies. That brother Bram saw packing in a vision. What was that? The tapes. The spoken way. This is not a stale diet. This is a fresh diet from the almighty God. Why was the food supposed to be stored? It's because famine is coming. And we are right in, in a time where there is famine. Today, when you ask a pastor to preach, you don't know whether he's a businessman or what is happening. He can't. I had another one. He was requested to come and bury a dead person. We're at the graveyard. He's busy teaching people how to make money. I said, no, we're in the graveyard. We are burying this person. We don't know. I want to know how to make money. We want to know where this one going and furthermore, we want to know what will happen to us. But the problem is, the reason they have become business people is because there is no food. But I'm glad that the bride of Jesus Christ, we've got access to the fresh spiritual food. We give you a spoken word today. You read it, you will rejoice. We give you a tip today, you will rejoice. Yes. Even 15 years down the line, you will rejoice. Yes. Because why? This is not a manna outside. This is a manna in the presence of the Shekinah glory. Yes. It becomes fresher every day. Yes. I don't know. In closing, how many of you? You heard a spoken with. You read it? You thought you got enough? You went to read it? You got it? You got something, you read it, you got something. Until you have just shaded it everywhere, you don't have any place to shade anymore. But every time you go to the same book, there is always something. This book, you have owned it for 15 years. And the way it is shaded, you don't want it to be lost because every time you go to it, there is something fresh. It's because it is a secret manner. It renews itself daily. And if it renews itself daily, it will renew you daily. And in closing, sisters, hear me out and hear me very well. You look very beautiful and young compared to your counterparts there. The reason they put thick makeup is because the things are tough. But you are still looking very, very nice. Why? 
is because what you are eating spiritually. Oh, brother. Uh, how many know what I'm talking about? Go and check your peers that you went to school with and compare them with yourself. Then you will know that what you are, we are feeding you here is a real thing. Some of them, when they greet you, you can't recognize them. After you have said Mkulu, that's when you really think. Tabu, is it you? What happened? I mean, you know life. Sin, sin will make you age very fast. Amen. All right, let me stop. God bless you. As we stand to our feet. Everybody, be still and know that I'm God. Or so isn't like that, brother Mpaya and brother Ipati? Isn't like that where this message makes us look younger? Yeah. The likes of brother Mpaya and brother Ipati are approaching 50. But they look, you check young men out there in their early 20s. You put them next to this man. They will say, ah, you young men, come this side. <laughs> Referring to the old men as young and to the young as old. Oh, brother, we are not going anywhere. Ah. We'll fit on this. Yes. This is the right material. Amen. Yes. Ah, Let's sing it.
Sharon, let's just say Messi rewrote my life. Brother Philip Andre, if you come and wrap up in prayer for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, once again, Lord, that we can sit under the ministry, Lord. Mm. Lord, that where you are, as, as our great shepherd, Lord, leading yes. us to where we must be, our Lord. Mm. Realizing, our Lord, that your mercy, Lord, your grace and your mercy, is one thing we can never, we must never forget to thank you for, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Every day, Lord, every minute of the day, we need your grace and your mercy, exactly. Lord. Satan is around us, Lord. Especially in this age, Lord, of knowledge, Lord. Yes. More and more knowledge and our minds, Lord, that are in, in, uh, in, in inquisitive, Lord. Mm. And we're always dwelling in these things, Lord. Satan trying to get us away from the, 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 this, poor, this pure word, oh Lord God. Mm. But, oh Lord God, the call has come forth to this, oh, this morning. Lord, that we have to go back to where we must go, oh Lord. Mm. And, oh Lord God, we are grateful to realize, Lord, 
that impede the destination, oh Lord yes. God. Knowing, oh Lord, it's only you, it's only the, you, the Christ, Lord, the Holy Spirit, Lord, that is leading us, oh Lord. We can't force ourselves to read the books, Lord. Yes. We can't force ourselves to do these things, Lord. But be grateful, Lord, that you have started the good work in us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are obligated to finish our Lord. Exactly. No, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for this little bit of courage, this courage, Lord, that you've given us, our Lord. Mm. Just to push the battle once more, Lord. Exactly. To get onto our knees more, to get out the books, to listen to the tapes and to realize and to become more spiritual in you, our Lord. Lord, that our diet, Lord, will be that of you, O Lord. Not mixed halfway this or halfway no, that. No, sir. But to be completely in you, O Lord. Yes. yes. Knowing, O Lord, that there is these, all these, these, these the diseases coming around, Lord, spiritually, Lord, and yes. mentally, Lord, physically, Lord, to come and to kill and to destroy, Lord. But, O Lord, to attend the meetings, O Lord, to be always in the meetings, O Lord, just to grow spiritually, O Lord God. We thank you once again for what we've heard this morning, Lord. That you may bless our brother, Lord. And that'll be so Help him, Lord, and his family, Lord. As yes. He's the, right in the, in the front line, oh Lord. Yes. Help him, my Lord God. And us here, Lord, help us just to do that'll what be he's been so said, oh Lord. Exactly. Not to only be hearers, Lord, but to do doers, oh Lord. Ah, wonderful. Help us further, Lord, and we ask that thy will be done further, and we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Brother Philip is turning 60 this year. Still looking very young. The message is the best anti-aging product. Amen. God bless you. After, after you've greeted one another, they've got a cake for you, the Mahugus, just to say you witnessed to them. Amen. Give us a song till we meet on Wednesday. God bless you richly. Amen. Amen.